Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam, where this time we bid a farewell to Moon Knight for now. Uh, we have come to the final episode, episode six, Gods and Monsters. And joining me as always is Josh. Evening. And it's Mars Bar. Hey, and, hey, and fuck Tony. Mars Bar. <laughs> no, fuck up Mars Bar. <laughs> Mars Bar and Tony. Oh. We're all here to, to bid farewell for now uh, to Mark and Stephen. Um, so let's jump straight in. Um, no fanfare again? <laughs> Just no. More. So random. After, after the cliffhanger and ending of last week's one, you know, that's a death of, I mean, I know he's only been in it for like five episodes. He's only had five-ish hours yeah. of, of uh, Stephen Graham, but that was a sad death. Yeah. But I don't yeah, like uh, that they come in with the song on them though, actually. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was pointed out, as you say about the, the death at the end of episode five, um, it was pointed out to me that once again, Marvel um, didn't show any blood. He's oh, floating around <laughs> in the water and there's no blood in it. <laughs> Despite the fact that he's just been shot three times. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then I noted, and I think this just goes along with the um, the theme of how I felt about uh, the character himself. Ethan Hawke looks like Iggy Pop. <laughs> Skinny, wrinkly, with long, long, scraggly hair. Um, he basically looks like Iggy Pop. Um, <laughs> then, then a couple of notes. There's some really picky things from, from this episode, weirdly. Um, and it's probably the most notes I've written about an episode of this. Um, I did say, how the hell does he not know she's there when she's I creeping around in the crypts? Yeah, but, but yeah, but he lets her follow them and, and everything. And later on, how does he not realise it's her with that big mop of hair that she's got on her head? <laughs> Because it's quite clearly, it's her. She doesn't even cover her hair up. She puts her hood halfway over it and a little mask over the front of her face. That many followers knocking around. He's not going to remember them all, is he? No. Um, Then then I did say there's a couple of great bits of prop work in this episode. Um, We get the uh, god statues um, that she goes Mm. through. Um, Yeah. And they're really well put together. And then it's Kane. Once it, it transforms, is brilliant. And I know there seemed CGI work to make it change, but I would imagine yeah. that that final piece that he's holding is a proper prop. Um, and yeah, there was some really great work from the prop masters in this last episode. Um, we, <laughs> we then get a bit of really hammy acting um, from Layla. Um, just the whole whole thing with her kind of talking to in the avatar. Yeah, the well, world before that. She oh, yeah. she proper hams it up when she's trying to tell it to go away. Um <laughs> but I also want to know how she makes the scarab work when she's got no magical powers or any magical inkling at all, and the thing just starts floating from her hand. And it's just like, okay. 
Well, I, I think you. if you actually need any magic digital to make it work, because it's just like a compass, basically, isn't it? Yeah, it just it it seems strange. Away. Yeah, it just starts floating away from her, and I'm like, oh, okay, you can you can do that. Um, something we're talking about. Just don't question it. Just don't yeah. question. Yeah, uh, this is. I, I think it's got to the stage where we've enjoyed this so much that I've got to the last episode, and I am being picky about it. Um, <laughs> but there's some there's some other bits that I I really like. Um, one we're going to talk about in the the next episode on a completely different note. Um, we get more purple magic from Harrow <laughs> in this one. Um, yeah which we, we've seen uh, even more recently um, in, a, in, a, in another uh, area of the MCU. Um, I actually thought the intro to um, Terrafet is really clever, um, her talking through the dead bodies. Uh, I quite like that. How good was that guy on the ground, that actor? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Brilliant, wasn't he? The hand movements yeah. were spot on. Yeah, um, um, yeah, I really liked it. I, I thought that was very, very clever. Um, it's interesting to know whether he did the lines or mind it, actually. Yeah, I, I would imagine he probably... Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, mm. Then I said, what a bunch of wimps the gods are. They're absolutely pathetic. They are weak, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like... Yeah, just. And, and this is what pisses me off about TV shows that centre around, like, gods and deities they have for some reason feel like they have to tone them down or depower them massively to make them feel more um what you call, like relatable but i think they become more relatable when you overpower them in a sense that people would probably look at them and go yeah do you know what if i had that much power i'd probably be that much of a dick or like mm. i'd probably be a wet wipe because i wouldn't know what to do with my abilities, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So just even with the one that's left, he's the biggest wimp of them all. <laughs> when he wipes, when he wipes them out. That's just um, Cyrus, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, then again, something we touched on um, in the previous episodes. While the animal looks good itself, the the alligator slash crocodile, whichever one it is. Um, them talking doesn't work. The the movement just isn't right. They, there's the something to be worked on. Yeah, it just when they're talking, yeah, it just I mean, doesn't work right. They, the words don't fit in their mouths. But the thing is, if you think about it, like the old the movies of like the early two thousands when there were like for some reason a fuckload of talking dog and cat films out for absolutely yeah. no reason. Like no one could really picture what a dog saying certain letters or a cat saying certain letters would look like. So they just improvised it. So yeah. I, I give them a bit of leeway in terms of like, do you know what? We don't know what a crocodile's saying, like big, massive speeches and hyper-complex words are going to look or sound like. So I, I'd let them off personally. But yeah, it didn't look brilliant. No, rather the actual designs of them, I think, are great. Oh, fantastic, yeah. It, it's just that, that them talking like that, it just is off to me and so it kind of takes me out of it a little bit. It, even cartoons look better. <laughs> and that's that's the problem for me, is these are meant to be like real life, yet they can't get them to look as good as cartoons do. 
but each to their own. If if you feel like it, they haven't kind of moved on, they've always been like that. I just you I think in this day and age could be better. That problem very easily. Just have them all communicate telepathically. Yeah. So yes. easy. Just have yeah, them. Just have that. like the the cross off armets, basically. Just doing a loads of growls and snarls and like snapping a, a jaw or whatever. But they can yeah. all communicate telepathically. Fixed. Problem solved. And it's the same yeah. them a fuckload of money on animating the mouth. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, my next note was what a sycophant Harrow is sucking up to her when when she finally talks to him and asks what's going on. And he's like, well, he's a little oh, shit, I, isn't he? So I know, I know I'm not good enough, so just kill me. And it's like, well, no, she's clearly not going to, and you're just sucking up to her by offering yourself up. And it was just like, no, another another part of him that doesn't work. Um, for me, is that's probably been the weakest thing for the whole series has been Harrow. I just don't think he was a very good choice of villain. Um, I think they could have done better. Um, I think I if think... they'd have made Harrow take uh, become Amit's, um, what's they call it? Um, Avatar. That's it. Um, if they'd have made him become the Avatar, like from basically before the series began or like the second episode in or something, then that's Ethan Hawke with a brand new character to play with and get his teeth into because Harrow, as you say, is a little bit of a wet wipe when yeah. it comes to it. Whereas, well, I got the impression that Armit was a fucking beast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Contra's return is pretty well received. I think he was oh. missing for, for yeah. quite a while. Um, missed him as a character. I'm glad he was back and we'll touch on him again um, throughout this episode because he does have a big oh. part to play all the way oh, through. character, to be honest. Because <laughs> he's such a douchebag. He's just a douchebag, basically. Yeah, but that's why he picked Mark. Because yeah. Mark's a douchebag as well, for the most part. Um, well, I think there's a bigger douchebag we find out at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I like the, the signpost that comes when... Um, they call her a little little bug. Um, obviously, mm. later on, um, that's quite telling, uh, and we'll get to that shortly. Um, I thought the the field effect when he when he passes um, through to the afterlife. I thought that was really well done. I thought it was a really stunning effect. Yeah, great. Um, and they didn't they didn't spend a lot of time there, but I I really did think it was um, well put together. Um, I did say by this point the Mark and Stephen relationship is pretty much a bromance. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I really like. And and then I just said, Oh, Stephen, welcome back. Um, <laughs> because when the speech ends and he, he comes back, it's like, oh, finally, thank God they haven't killed him off completely. Because mm. um, yeah. yeah, I thought seen. after the end of the last week's, it was kind of like it really final, didn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, it really did. And I did say it's beautiful work from Oscar again. Mm. Opposite yeah. for both sides, yeah. uh, the speech is fantastic. And then Stephen comes back and is really great. Um, we get one of the the iconic British lines: "Oh bollocks!" <laughs> Gets uttered. 
Um, but the thing is, with that line, yeah, it's an iconic British line, but Americans just somehow, I don't, honest to God, I could not put my finger on what they do wrong, but they fuck it up. Yeah. It's like they yeah. over-enunciate something, and I don't, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but they always just come out wrong. Well, and it's normally Americans playing Brits that say it. Yeah. These days, like, obviously, James Masters of Spike in Buffy used it multiple yeah. times. Yeah, wanker's um, the one, isn't it? Wank, yeah. yeah, well, well wanker's the one that <laughs> the Americans <laughs> don't know what it means. Yeah. Um, so, um, then we get the start of the, the fight between the gods, which is kind of just a starter. Because it's not yeah. really the focus <laughs> for the most part. Um, uh, it's quite mean. interesting. And it, it actually works really well um, in the bit that we get to next. Obviously, we get the return of Moon Knight first. Um, and then yeah. they have that kind of um, fight conversation fight. about what they're going to do. And they, they kind of just get on with it. And then Mr. Knight appears. And I'm sorry, but Mr. Knight is far better than Moon Knight in a fight. It's so much more interesting to watch between the two of them. Ooh. I just think Oscar's physical performance as Mr. Knight during a fight is just so different. To he's Knight. more comfortable in it, it, it and like he's he seems more comfortable in switching between the personalities as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, maybe that comes down to the suits that they have as well, though, because he's just yeah. he's fighting suit basically, whereas Moon Knight has got this big hefty sort of capey thing, and he, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, um, and I actually really liked the fact that we get another costume character um, as Layla becomes. The Scarlet Scarab. Yeah. Um, I've, I've that's the costume, that. Yeah, my only issue with the costume is it feels very much like Falcon. Yeah, mm. I get, I, mm, I get it's it. It's pretty but... much the same costume, just with a bit of gold on it. The, mm, yeah. But at the end of the day, she looks fit, isn't it? She does. She looks great. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Um <laughs> Uh, and, I, and that's literally my next thing was, man, she looks good in a costume. <laughs> um, so, and that, then I wanted to note at this point, obviously we get to see all the souls being taken away. Again, they are purple. Yeah. They are really leaning on this purple magic. Yeah. Um, over the, the course of phase four, um, mm. which is interesting. I wonder whether it, it will come into play again later on in this phase. Um, I'm not sure. Um, well, I've, I've got thoughts anyway then in the next record. We'll probably cover some of that. So. Yeah. Um, and I did say, I said to you boys um, when I first watched it um, on Wednesday that this fight scene is probably one of my favourites throughout the MCU. Um, when you put together Moon Knight and Mr. Knight, the Scarlet Scarab and the gods fighting at the same oh, time. Brilliant. It, it's just so well put together. The, the framing of it, um, how it, the characters change throughout, obviously, Moon Knight and Mr. Knight are flitting between each other. Um, we're getting different weapons being used, which we don't see very often. Normally, it's one character using a weapon, and that's it. But here we've got Moon Knight, obviously, using the moons. Um, we've got Mr. Knight using batons. Um, Scarlet Scarab with her wings and, and stuff like that. I just I think it's really 
well put together. Um, and yeah, for me, it's, it stands up as one of my favourites. Um, probably... It's just a shame that it is TV. Well, although it, they have technically got movie budget because of the studio it's coming from, but because it's made for TV, they can't go that extra mile and like properly big it up because if that if that was actually a Moon Knight movie, like that would have been the heaviest fight scene in the MCU possibly period. Yeah, yeah and, and I think it does. It stands up there for me. I was just trying to think probably the... I don't know which one I'd put up there. Probably the, the one in the train station in Infinity War. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um, the the Cap with the Blackie fight in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, I would that, put it like, up there. You've got Moon Knight on the floor and Layla on the floor and fighting Harrow. And then you've got, got in the background, you've got the uh, two gods fighting. And then you get the big shots of the gods fighting. And there. Freaking huge when she starts eating all those souls and that growth spur. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's mad. And it's how they frame them as well. Where you've <laughs> yeah. got the, the, yeah. the main fight in the in the foreground and then the gods are kind of destroying everything behind them. Yeah, yeah, so well composed. Yeah, yeah, which is, is great. Um, and I, I love that Layla's completely accepted that Mark and Stephen are the same person now as well. Yeah. She is very yeah. accepting of the fact that that is one and the same, um, just different parts yeah. of the personality. Um, yeah. I did say that the, the giant gods are a little bit weird, um, but it does make for great visuals. Um, yeah. But And I love the fact that she's an Egyptian superhero. I love that, that line. Mm-hmm. Where the, the kid asked yeah. her whether she's an Egyptian superhero, and her reply was yes, um, which I loved. Um, I hated the whole thing about using his brother against him. I thought that was really like nasty, and I know they've set that up, but it's just seeing it play it's, out on yeah, screen it's the and use him, of it at the end of the day yeah. is just not nice. Yeah, mm. um, just not good. Um, and I, I did say that this is exa- exactly how Crystal Skull should have ended. You know, when they're they're placing the, the Avatar inside Harrow. It just felt like that that's exactly how Crystal Skull should have ended. Um, <laughs> rather than relying on the religious side of things, they could have just gone, oh, here you go, just go away. But no, we got the ridiculous religious ending to it. And I, I actually really like the ending. Um, because it shows that Mark is finally strong enough to say no. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and throughout this, this finale, the, well, the the last couple of scenes, um, it is great to see Mark and Stephen being brave enough to be strong, um, which they yeah. hadn't been previously. We obviously get it as well um, when they're back in the asylum, and when they basically mm-hmm. tell Harrow that no, we we know what's going on. We're stronger than this. See you later. Yeah. Do you know what uh, I loved about that bit? It was the way they break out of the the illusion, so to speak. And yeah. it's it. What made it for me was Ethan Hawke's acting because he genuinely looked like he was freaking out at the fact that there was blood coming out of his yeah. sandals. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, um. Yeah. 
and then obviously that's it. It's it's over. The the boys are back um, in the apartment in London. Um, we get Engelbert returning uh, hey. as Tony Tony sent us the link to the song uh, <laughs> after he'd watched it. <laughs> Annoyingly catchy chorus as well. Yeah, I I, yeah I've been humming that at work, and everyone's been looking at me going, What the fuck are you singing? Yeah, Likewise. it's just the chorus. Yeah. I can't remember the verses, but the chorus just goes round and round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I love that the same joke plays out at the end of him trying to get out of bed again. Oh, and it in the deck, like, on his face. like we yeah. got in the, in the first episode. I thought that was, was really great. Um, and then something we've not talked about because probably we haven't watched all the way through them. Uh, I know I normally turn off um, the the credits. Um, obviously, we waited the until minute. the end, so I sat through the credits, and the credits are brilliant. Uh, and I would probably yeah. say they're kind of. I wonder whether they were put together by the same people that you know the the stinger at the beginning of Star Wars stuff these days. It feels mm. very similar to that, you know, when they flash mm. through the the different helmets of oh, yeah. characters. The the bit with the, mm. the multiple moon nights and and things like that, it felt very similar to that. Um, but yeah, the entire credits is is wonderfully put together. Um, of course, within that is that the fact that the moon changes every episode as well. Yeah. You get a full waxing of the moon across the six yeah. episodes. Which is, is brilliant. Um, mm. And then we get the, the end credit scene as we come to expect with Marvel. Um, I love the fact that they completely broke Harrow. That yeah. he's just oh, an yeah. absolute shell um, yeah. by this point, which is, is great. And yeah, but he comes to fucking life in the back of that bloody limousine, though. <laughs> it does. But I, I want to mention, having started with the mention of no blood, I think we get in the end credit scene the most blood we've ever seen with the orderly <laughs> behind the desk. Yeah, yeah, in a great big pool of blood. And I, at that point, I realised, you know, I don't like Jay Lockley because he kills civilians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And do, do you know what? I, I love the kick of the wheelchair as he oh, goes yeah. back in the car. That was so unnecessary, and he's just an angry little bastard, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he just just walks it yeah. and goes, "No, I don't need that anymore," that and just boots it across the car park. Yeah, I'm um, thinking back in. And then, then I have to say, I really like smartly dressed Concho. Oh, yeah. The fact that he's <laughs> stolen it from Mr. Knight is brilliant. Yeah, after he's moaned it. at him. After he's moaned at him for picking a, a nice smart suit as, as his suit. And then there he is wearing it, basically. It's just gangster. <laughs> it's brilliant. And that reveal, I, 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 I think we probably all guessed that that's what was coming. Yeah, but yeah. it was yeah. especially with some of the reflections, and you could see him wearing the costume from the comics, and it was like, oh, yeah. here we go. Um, yeah. And they kind of gave you little glimpses of the fact that it, it was Oscar. You could see it was at times when they gave you kind yeah. of silhouettes of him. It was like, oh, that's Oscar's nose. You can clearly see that. Um, and it, well, the reveal's great, though. What I. It, the thing is as well, it makes the, the actual ending quite dark because basically yeah. those two are effectively locked in the flat mm. by Jake at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's certainly in control, that's for mm. sure. Um and then we get we get that final reveal of the, the registration number 
Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just that's, brilliant. I mean, that's ripped right out of the comics, but it yeah. still looks so cool. Yeah, it's it's so funny that the fact that clearly he's still Mark Spector in every way, shape, or form, except for his mind. It's it's just brilliant, and they, they have swapped some of the personalities around, haven't they? Um, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Because Jake, while still looking like he's kind of a taxi driver quite clearly is the one that's made some money over the years. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas yeah, in, in the, the comics, comics... That was Stephen, obviously. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... And, and Jake... Yeah. Man, isn't he in the comics? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that was my thoughts. Do you boys have anything you want to add about this episode before we wrap up the season? Give us season two. <laughs> or a movie. Yeah. yeah. Or even better. Yeah. Or, or um, just some yeah. kind of extension to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Or at least appearance somewhere else to sort of know that we're still going to get him about. So yeah, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I say I thought we we opened that that nice sort of song called the end or something like that. I think it's called. Um, and I love the stuff with Leia. She, Ray's been a really favorite one of my favorite characters. Uh, I'm not sure the actress's name. I think she's done some great stuff in there. And, uh, and nice to see that, she, that she's a true equal as well to Stephen Stroke Mark. Um, yeah. And then we get that in the fight as well at the end when they're sort of helping each other and, and she's flexing her wings and doing the car and all that stuff. She, she, it was nice to see that she, that she is, is, is intellectual equal across the series as well. Um, I saw, I mentioned that the, and, and it's like the fact I mentioned that with the, the actor on the floor. Um, and it's something I noticed that they get we mentioned before with even all the sort of day player actors, everybody comes in and just does such fucking good jobs on Marvel stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like that guy, that, that might be the best role he's had in years, but he just knocks you out of the park for his, like those two minutes. Um, yeah. And the guys that play all the avatars of the gods, they just come in and they do such great day work or whatever it is. Um, you really can't knock Sarah Haley Finn, can you, for her casting? No, no. no. She's pretty everything. much been on the nose with everything. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it must, those auditions for those sauna roles must be so intense, I reckon, because just they want people to come in and do so much, basically to knock out the part like the stars. And the fact and that they, they do, won't know what they're auditioning for. No. Must make it really difficult as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's all great. I, I love the title sequences, some of the visuals in that final, that final fight was fantastic it was basically like got just put me in mind of godzilla or and i think other people yeah. said sort of um, power rangers and stuff like that and, but just those, those big kaiju fights is just intense stuff um i, I love the fact we mentioned the, the gods earlier the gods basically <laughs> across the mc they're just all dicks basically yeah uh, even back and back like the eternals they're not many of them were really likable no um interesting as an aside apparently Right back at the start of the writing process, there was going to be an appearance from one or two. Yeah, yeah, there was. I think they'd written. I think they've written four Eternals into it originally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm guess I don't know whether it was what they said it was or whether it was just because the Eternals didn't do as well as they hoped it was going to. And I think it just didn't fit the narrative in the end of what yeah. they were trying to tell the story. But it was interesting to see that they, they were yeah. talked about fitting them in at one point. Because there's this definitely, um, and the other thing I picked up on some breakdown videos, that there are actually a couple of allusions to Kang in the series. Yeah. Um, there's the tattoo on somebody's back in one of the earlier episodes. 
Yeah. Um, and there was something in this last episode as well. Oh, that's right. The barcode. I believe yeah. the barcode you scanned it goes to an issue of Moon Knight a couple of years ago where he fights <laughs> Kang. Yeah, and they're also the showrunners aren't denying that uh, Richard the Great wasn't Kang in uh, the casket. They're saying that that's possibly him. There was, there was where in the you know when they found the the tomb. They're saying that that was possibly Kang in the tomb. In oh, in the tomb. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. Of course. Oh, okay, interesting. Wait, so, Alexander then, the Great is Alexander the, the Great. Yeah. Ah, what? nice. Yeah, because in the comics he becomes Imhotep. Oh yeah, yeah true. Uh, and they're saying they don't know whether that's the way they're going with it, rather oh. than making him one of the gods that we've met. That would be cool. That that's possibly Kang in there instead. Mm. That would be cool to tie it in like that. Yeah, just um, have it like a Vandal Savage type thing from DC, where he's been like main figures throughout yeah. like the history of the world. Yeah, oh yeah, that yeah. would actually be quite cool. Yeah. So, and yeah, and uh, my final thought is yeah, I love that that credit scene reveal. And I thought, oh Jesus, Mark and even you. <laughs> yeah, you two are fucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Josh, did you have anything else you wanted to add for the episode? Just four words. Give me season two. <laughs> Just that, that's all. That is all I can say. That this was the best episode of the series. And don't get me wrong, the past maybe three to four episodes prior to this were absolute bangers as well. But this, like we've said as we've gone through these Marvel shows, that as you get up to that episode four, episode four is the point where you go, oh shit, shit's about to get real. And then for some reason, they just never seem to stick the landing with the endings. I think this one stuck the landing massively. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, definitely I think great. others have stuck the landing, but I think this one sticks the landing. Possibly best, if not second only to Loki's ending. I, I think with this, that its quality stayed throughout. Yeah. Whereas more... I think the others have kind of had an episode or two where we've gone, do you know what? We could have done without that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this has told a, a pretty linear story that's kind of stuck there's with been it throughout. It's relevant and has moved the story on in every episode. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I suppose, yeah, we, we better wrap up the, the season as a whole. Um, I think we've just touched on it there, but. In terms of quality, um, I don't think they put a foot wrong for the no. most part. Um, certainly story-wise, uh, obviously I've, I've said I thought the villain could have been stronger throughout. Um, it's been a bit of a damp squib, but it's not the first time Marvel have done that. Um, and in most parts, it hasn't affected the quality of the season or the film itself. And I think that can be said about this. Um, I don't think in general it, it affects the story that is not great. Um, and yeah, just totally enjoyed it. I think we found another great lead in a Marvel property. Um, I don't think that's anything that can ever be doubted um, with Marvel's casting. They always seem to nail um, the main leads. Um, 
and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved the relationships between all the main main characters. Um, obviously, Oscar Isaac was just superb um, playing both roles. Um, and, and just even playing off himself, I, I think he's been great. And it's, it's not the easiest thing to do, to create two distinct characters. And when we'll talk about someone um, in the next episode who created even more than two um, <laughs> across the board. And obviously Os- Oscar's now got three, three characters to play with in the yeah. future himself. Um, but yeah, just great casting again for, for Layla, uh, for Conchu. I thought F. Murray Abraham was superb, mm. um, considering obviously he wasn't on set. It was a voice job. Um, he's brilliant in that role. Um, yeah. And I honestly can't wait to see where he goes, whether that's solo or as part of a team, um, which has also obviously been talked about um, throughout the press for the finale, um, whether they'd considered adding one of the, the darker characters that are, are due to come or have already appeared um, across the MCU. But yeah, just in general, I I thought it was great. The quality was superb throughout. Um, and yeah, honestly, I think we're in for a different ride with the next one. Uh, a very different ride, but we'll touch on that, I think, in the next episode because um, there's some links there. Um, but you boys, anything else to add about your thoughts about the nope. overall season? Nope. Uh, no. Really enjoyed it. I know there's not been a really a bum moment or a bum episode. It's just still consistently entertaining. Um, yeah. Able to throw in one or two nice surprises and, and moments to make it go, whoa, which the other shows don't always seem to have done it, uh, consistently. Um, yeah. No, I thought I could have done with a couple more episodes. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think that is the thing. It, you kind of get to this point and you do wonder whether, do you know what? Maybe they could just do like a a special length episode at the end. Yeah. Because, yeah. in fact, they got shorter as we went on this time round, um, mm. which is a, a shame. And you do wonder whether they could just do like a, a TV movie length episode yeah. just to top it off. Yeah. Um, so we, we shall see. But yeah, that's it for Moon Knight. Um, we will be back with another episode later on this week where we enter the multiverse um, properly this time, I suppose. We've touched on it. We've gleamed the multiverse um, in, in recent years. Um, but now we're, we're diving right in with, with Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Thank you, boys, for joining me, as always. Goodies. Thank you, dear listeners. Um, if you've enjoyed our reviews of Moon Knight, please give us a review on iTunes. It helps us massively um, to be visible to, to other listeners who might find our shows interesting. So if you could do that, that would be a great help. And we will see you in the multiverse.